Good morning, everyone. This is Jeffy Kennedy, and I'm here with my first cup of coffee. Okay, not really, because it's quite a bit later on Sunday morning. But I am having a nice pot of green tea, my Jen Mai Cha, which is tasty. I got caught up in a bunch of business this morning. Um, for those of you, oh, I should say, well, I said it was Sunday, right? Sunday, November 17th. Um, those of you who follow me on social media, or at least on Facebook, saw that I shared a, um, a Facebook memory from a few years ago of my story, Exact Warm Unholy, which is an erotic romance, erotic contemporary, and uh, one that Kristen Ashley had reviewed on Goodreads, uh, just because she'd happened to read it and loved it. And I was like, ah. <laughs> so Facebook showed me that memory this morning. So I shared it and then went to grab the link from my website and discovered that my website page for it was borked and the links weren't right. And I ended up going down kind of a rabbit hole of fixing that and a bunch of other stuff. I still have more fixes to do. And fabulous assistant Corrine is going to do an audit and check a bunch of other stuff for me. Um, I guess sometimes these things happen. I was on a phone call yesterday, uh, the secret phone call, with a famous science fiction author who I cannot name at this time, but I was a little bit um, agog and fangirly to be on a phone call with this guy, too. But he had this great quote where he said, um, after all, only half of show business is the show. And I said, oh, that's amazing. And he said, well, he couldn't take credit for it because he had read it the other day. <laughs> but I thought, you know, it's so true because, you know, we end up doing so much of the businessy things and that's just, it's got to be part of it. You have to be good at the business part. I was also uh, reading up on uh, fantasy author John Norman, who I was not familiar with, but he was a contemporary of um, Neil Gaiman, among other people. And he wrote some Star Trek tie-ins. <laughs> Apparently there's one book called How Much for Just the Planet, which is such a great title. I'm kind of tempted to read it for just that reason. But um, he was another one of those authors who died deeply in debt, penniless, and not maybe not as well-known as he could have been, and without a literary estate. So... It was a fascinating article. I'll have to find the link and see if I can put it in the show notes because it is the great cautionary tale. Uh, his very conservative family took over his estate upon his death because his will that he had left to his wife was considered invalid. And they, his books went out of print, essentially, for since his death at, in 2006. And there was confusion. The article goes into at quite great lengths um, and in fascinating ways about, you know, like exactly where the drop-through happened because the family insists that they never intended for his work to go out of print. But, you know, if you have family members who don't approve of the sort of thing you write, which happens, then... It's very important to have that literary estate, lest they be the ones who uh, 
end up in charge of it and decide to, you know, like very famously, you know, Richard Burton's wife burned all of his work upon his death because she was so angry at him and because it was, she considered it to be lewd and sinful and so forth. Sir Richard Burton, the first one, not the actor. <laughs> so that's one of the things on my list. I really need to get my literary estate handled because I do have very conservative relatives that conceivably could be listed as next of kin depending upon how the legalities fell out. And I don't know what they would do. I don't know if they would... Um, yeah, hard to say. But basically, I guess the take-home story is you want somebody in charge of your literary estate who will care for it and see that your your books continue past your death, which is a lot of the reason we do this, right? You know, it's our little bid for immortality. I don't have a whole lot else to say. Because I'm behind, I still need to write my... Um, SFF7 blog post, which will be on mentors and mentoring. I do almost have the author coaching stuff set up, and I'm really gratified by all the people who say that they are looking forward to some coaching. So I'm going to maybe get that up as soon as this week. And I don't know if I have a particular pantsing tip for today, which I feel bad about. Um, I wrote one down, and I know it's something that I've already uh, mentioned, but we'll go ahead and put it out there again. Is one of the great things about NaNoWriMo is it teaches you not to go back and edit and revise because you pretty much don't have time to do that. Just draft, just let it come out, resist the urge to retrace. You can do that later. And I'm reminding myself of that, too, as I close in on the end of The Fate of the Tala. I think I have less than 20,000 words to go, and I'm hoping to get that all done this week. And then I'm going to go back and do a bit of revising. Actually, I think it's not going to be too bad. I think I'm just mostly going to be layering things in. So we shall see how that goes. I hope you all are doing well, that you've had a lovely weekend that you're making progress on whatever it is that brings you delight and gladness. And, uh, of course, first cup of coffee as part of the Frolic Media Network. You can find more podcasts you will love. There's some great stuff on there, really, at frolic.media slash podcasts. And I will talk to you all tomorrow. Take care. Bye-bye.